All right, you are joining us on the WDKX podcast. My name is Jasmine, and today I have a very special guest with me. Um, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? I am Dr. Gloria Morgan. I am the Director of Academic Affairs at the Rochester Educational Opportunity Center here on Chestnut Street in Rochester, New York. So a lot of people in the Rochester area are definitely familiar with EOC. You know, that is a strong connection to the Rochester community. So it's awesome to have you here in studio today. Um, What brings you here to studio today, actually? Actually, we had a career fair last month. And at that career fair, I was approached by Andre. Andre Marcel? Andre Marcel. Okay. (laughs) Um, He was uh, interested in who I was because of what I was doing at the fair. And um, he invited me to come on a Saturday morning. To Memory Lane. To Memory Lane. Okay. As a result of that, I don't know, 10-minute conversation, he wanted to do a podcast. Give us a little taste of your story. Why don't you start from the beginning, I guess? Well, we're going back a few years. <laughs> oh, only like uh, two, right? Yeah, you right. You just turned uh-huh. 21, right? Okay. <laughs> if you say so. I do. <laughs> okay, I'll go with it. I've been at a Rochester EOC. It will be seven years in a few short months. Uh, this is my second time at EOC. Prior to now, I was um, at two other institutions, but in the 80s and 90s was my first time at EOC for 10 years, and I loved it. I was an instructor. Um, Came back as an administrator and uh, am enjoying this chapter of my life. I'm a person who has been a part of encouraging people and being a part of education. I was in the classroom for roughly about 30 years and moved on and up to uh, being a department chair later a dean, and now as director of academic affairs, responsible for all the programs that are happening in our building. We have over 20 programs, and our biggest goal is to help people have an opportunity, which is our middle name, an opportunity to advance in life. And many of these folks are adults who have had challenges. They have been told that they can't and they have been discouraged from doing positive things in their lives. They are ex-offenders. They are people who have been abused, people who have been victims of violence. We even have people who are going through recovery, folks who have been divorced, people who are single parents, whether male or female. We have folks from all different walks of ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, obviously gender. Our goal in our building is to help a person succeed. We can't do all of it. They have their own responsibilities. And we try to break down barriers, everything from housing to babysitters to transportation. We do all we can in a holistic approach to address the challenges that they have. So there's a lot of things happening I at see, that I building see. at yeah. 161 Chestnut Street. Yeah, I drive by it almost every day, mm-hmm. and I've never thought about how much actually goes into it. So you really want people to have an opportunity, an opportunity, yes, <laughs> which is the middle name, mm-hmm. to actually pursue their dreams. There's nothing that you guys are going to allow to stop them because you're there to help. Exactly. That's beautiful. So 
Yeah, holistic is our motto. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you seem like a person that really cares about people and their success and helping them to get through life's challenges. What exactly led you to get into teaching? I have to go back to my preteens. Okay. When I was a babysitter for the neighborhood. So when I would babysit, I didn't do the usual things as a babysitter. We spent time on ABCs, one, two, threes, tying shoelaces. We were outside doing hopscotch, and I used that to help with learning the the numbers and the colors. I'd use okay. colored chalk. I was I was a hot hot item mm-hmm. for babysitting services with families. I made pretty good money too doing that. I see. That. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so you so, like had a natural knack for just exactly. educating people. Yep. That's yep. awesome. I'm fourth generation migrant family. I was born in Florida to um, my mom and father. My mom was married as a 16-year-old to my dad, who was from Jamaica. Eventually, the family settled in New York. My mom uh, became a single mom when my father did not return from uh, Jamaica. And there were challenges because she had dropped out of high school. Later on in life, she finished her high school equivalency. Actually, she took it three times and failed. Oh, wow. The fourth time she took it, I tutored her. It was math. That was her difficult topic. Oh, math is hard. I tutored. I was in seventh grade. I tutored my mother in, in algebra. Wow. She passed. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> so she even said she knew I was going to be a teacher one day. That lady is my shero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And because of what she accomplished in her early 30s, I celebrate that. Later on, when we were finished with high school, she decided to go back, and she got her associates. Then she went on to get her bachelor's. Okay. She became a social worker. Okay, She was a bootleg social worker prior to the degrees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot of bootlegging in our family. (laughs) Anyway, so I fast forward from those experiences, and, you know, you asked me, how did I begin? So those experiences when I was young really impacted where I was going. I went on to community college, Genesee Community College. Then I went to Nazareth College. And I knew I wanted to do business, but I knew I wanted to teach. So I went into the business education program at Nazareth. And so even though it was a private institution, I was eligible because of my first two years was totally Pell Grants of at the time, I think it was called BEOG and TAP and all of that. I went on and basically, I, I had no bill. I had a small student loan. That's a blessing. It was mm-hmm. because of my income level and all. And so I finished there, uh, became um, a teacher uh, officially, <laughs> nice. and student taught at the old Madison High School. And that was an experience. And That training ground taught me a lot about motivation for learning, parent involvement. I saw good teachers. I saw bad teachers. I defined myself as a person who would be a good teacher. So that was at the high school level. But I knew after that experience, I needed to be with the folks who were adults, who had experienced some of the stuff I saw at the high school level. And so that's why I went 
into adult ed as opposed to staying in the high school. Wow. Teaching is in your blood. It is ingrained within you from day one. Mm -hmm. And that reflects throughout your experiences and your career and everything that you've been through. Mm -hmm. You now as an administrator, not only have you you know, spent so much of your career teaching others in a classroom setting, but now as an administrator, in a way, you're sort of teaching teachers to teach. Exactly. That's really impressive. Well, you're leading right into my research from my doctoral study. My research centered around how do teachers become masters at the art and the science of teaching. Okay. And people ask me, well, why did you go back? You didn't need to go back. I said, I got to stop you there. Because what I realized when I was a department chair and I was a coordinator, I had a responsibility for moving the needle and getting people to do things. However, I didn't have the authority Mm. to gently force them Mm -hmm. (laughs) or to influence them to shift their thinking Mm -hmm. and have what I call a growth mindset. Right. So I realized I needed that as I, if I was going to move up and really impact more than just the folks I see in my classroom. Exactly. So my research, the conclusion was that in order to be that master teacher, you have to be someone who is able to think while doing and shift while they're doing the instruction. What does that mean? If you think about a medical professional, a person that's in a hospital emergency room, Mm. it's called reflective practice theory. That person will will do, someone's done a triage, but that person has to look at what they see with their visible eye and make a determination. And then even in doing that, they may need to shift based upon these results or these symptoms I see. And I need to look at saving the life of this this patient. Teachers do the same thing. Without even realizing it, I bet. Yes. Because I think the good I, ones. Yeah, and you know what? There's been times in my life that I feel like I've may have used this and not even realized that I've exactly. used it. Exactly. That's interesting. And mm-hmm. now I've have a name, reflective practice. You said mm-hmm. reflective That's, practice theory. Reflective practice theory. Mm-hmm. What it what it means is I'm able to not really even thinking about it. It's not in the forefront. I just need to do what I need to do in order to be effective mm-hmm. in whatever I'm doing. Right. And so so pretty much in order to be, and I'm just putting this in very basic terms. This is coming from someone who's not done nearly as much research as you. But what I'm hearing is in order to be an effective educator and to be a quote unquote good teacher, you have to be willing to learn. Exactly. And not have the, the um, stagnant one track mind. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, I always Look say. Look at that, it's full circle. <laughs> we're on a stage in a way, but you don't want to be the sage on the stage. No. You want to be the guide on the side. Mm. That's, that's, that's what I use. I like those rhymes. You don't want to be the sage on the stage. You want to be the guide on the side. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is great. And I do have a, a final question for you. Yes. If people would like to enroll in EOC, if they would like to 
explore the different services available to them through this program, how would they go about that? The best way to reach us is at 585-232-2730. They will speak to someone in our, in our admissions office. However, I encourage folks to go to our website in which they're able to see all kinds of wonderful information. Yeah, it's more visual. Uh, right? More visual, mm-hmm. and, and you're able to get some answers right away, and mm-hmm. that's www.reoc.brockport.edu. They have the opportunity to uh, see the different programs. Uh, if they want to start the application process, they can do all that online. Wonderful. And uh, definitely, I encourage folks to take a look at our website. Yeah, do your research. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I do have to add, mm-hmm. we are definitely encouraging families to encourage those couch surfers, those folks on the corner and on the block, to take a look at what we offer, and there is a better way. We transform lives, so we'd love to start with anyone that hears this and they think, maybe I should make a change, or there's something more for me. I encourage them to take a look at what we do. Well, I also uh, second that motion after learning about all the wonderful things that are being offered right, right, right down the street. Yes. Literally right down the street. Downtown Rochester. There's, yes. there's so many things that are available that so many people don't even know about. So I also, this is Jasmine with WDKX and Dr. Gloria Morgan encouraging you to take control of your life and take a stand and research these opportunities, apply, see what is out there so that you can better yourself. I agree. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Gloria Morgan, for coming in um, from EOC. Again, if you'd like to enroll, if you have any questions, if you'd like to research the programs available, you can find them at www.reoc.brockport.edu or give them a call at 585-232-2730. Or stop by 161 Chestnut Street, right down the street, right in downtown Rochester. Again, this is Dr. Gloria Morgan and Jasmine with WDKX on the WDKX podcast, and we are signing off.